0: Chapter 21. I want to talk to you about coming off drugs. (laughs) Because this is the second time for me. (laughs) The first time was different than this one. Uh, Because this time, the cardiologists are reducing my medication and put me in the twilight zone a little bit. So if I seem like I'm out in space, I are. Deep Space Nine, you may have heard of it. But anyway, I'm so glad, you know, I'm going back in a couple of weeks to keep... So I'm coming off. And I know, you know, I know that some people would say, well, well, you're on the medication anyway. Well, uh, let's see how you do when something happens to you. <laughs> you know, you can refuse the medication and we can mark on your tombstone, here Here, die, here's it lies a man that died of his convictions, right? God made doctors. Yeah. Oh, Luke was a physician. I know there's miracles. How many of you would really like a miracle? Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. To sign me up today. But then there's other times that you got to walk these things out. And when you do, you learn so much. And And again, I'm not saying that he makes you sick so you can learn something. <laughs> I don't want to be that thick. <laughs> Make me sick so I can... So that I can teach, so that he can teach me something. It's not that at all. But I was thinking about how, um, you know, when it came to ties and offerings. My microphone cutting in, note no. When it came to ties and offerings, I figured it out the first Sunday I was in church. I had a twenty and a ten in my wallet, and I didn't know what to do, so I threw them both in. And you know, and, and since then. Like we had, like, we, and, and again, this is just quick testimony. We had to sell our house to, to start in the ministry, and I had to walk away from my job and my company credit cards and all that kind of stuff. And we lived uh, in Cranberry Crescent in an apartment, and we had no money and no way of buying a house. And yet the first house we bought back in 2000, we bought without a dollar down. Didn't have a penny, and God opened up the doors. It's a whole story there. Then when we sold that one, we made, I think, $150,000 off it. And then we moved into the next one. And when we sold that, we made another 100000 bucks, And then we moved to the third one, we made another 100000 bucks. And what I'm saying is uh, the financial realm was not a problem for me. The problem that I was struggling with was caring. And I know this sounds spirit, caring too much for people. As a matter of fact, I thought there was something wrong with Nancy. She didn't seem to care. But the difference between me caring and her is she trusted God and I didn't. So I was carrying the care because I wasn't believing God. I know this may come as a shock to some of you, but let's come to your house and see how how you're doing in any given day. No, there's there's things that block you if you're not aware of them. And so when I was reading through Luke chapter 21 again recently, um, I was reminded, of course, that in Matthew chapter 24, um, they came to Jesus and asked him three questions. He said, the temple's going to be torn down. He said, when, when shall these things be? And then, then he said, what shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And so he answered two of those questions over in Matthew chapter 24. But he answered the first one here in in Luke chapter 21. I think it's worth looking at because it shows me what I need to be doing in the the middle of what's going on in the world right now. Would that be okay if we look at that for a minute? So in verse 8, I'd like to start there. It says, take heed that you not be deceived. What does that look like? Well, it can be subtle. Romans 12, 1 and 2, he said, Submit your body unto him, a living sacrifice. and verse 2, it says, not to be conformed to this world. But one of the words that you could use for transformed is tolerance. And think about what we hear today in the media. You've got to be tolerant of one another, tolerant of one another. Well, yeah, and again, but Jesus preached repentance. He, he didn't just preach tolerance. He preached, hey, you better fly straight, right? Right. <laughs> And so those things kind of creep in, and uh, so he says, "Don't be deceived." Also, don't be deceived by by the doomsday prophets. The end is—I know it could be tomorrow. I'm not saying it won't be, but what I'm saying is, when I read my Bible, how I many of you know reading the Bible will help you out? Yeah. <laughs> he says that his glory shall cover the earth as Noah's waters covered the sea. He said, as surely as I live, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth. And then, of course, in Isaiah 61, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen on you in the world, the darkness and the gross darkness upon the people. But my glory, my glory shall be seen upon you. We haven't had that yet. So if, you know, so, oh, it could be in tomorrow. I'm not saying it. If it was, it would be okay. But there'd be a whole lot of people going to hell. I mean, we were just reading through Jeremiah chapter 30, and he started talking about the time of Jacob's trouble. That's a time when the Jews, the worst time that they've ever had, and it says that the men were going around holding on to their own bellies, but, but they, call it, they call it the birth pangs of the Messiah. What we call the tribulation period, they call the birth pangs of the Messiah. They believe that they're birthing the Messiah into the earth. But it's interesting that when you look at that, in that particular time, In 13 months, two-thirds of the world's population is going to be wiped out.
1: 13 months. Yeah, but if you just stop and think about it, aren't you glad you're sitting in church this morning?
0: Hallelujah. You might not even know anything. (laughs) But I tell you, you're better than the billions out there who think they do. So he said, so, you know, he said in the time of deception and persecution and betrayal, heart failure and intense pressure, I want you to control your soul. Verse 19, in your patience, you'll possess your soul. And then, uh, of course, I might as well look at it while we're here. Jesus said, for these are the days of the vengeance, that all things that are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child and give suck in those days. Now, this sounds like Matthew 24, but there's a subtle difference here. No, there's a huge difference here. He said, there'll be great distress in the land and wrath upon the people, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations. Jerusalem will be trodden down by the Gentiles until, until what? Until 2,000 years, until the times of the Gentiles, until the church age is over. And he said, I'll tell you how you can tell. He said, when you see the budding of the fig tree. Now, when you understand the fig tree, you understand why Jesus cursed the fig tree in, in Mark, 20, Mark 11. He couldn't find any fruit on it. That was the nation of Israel. It wasn't producing any fruit. So he cursed it. Then if you go back to Genesis chapter 3, you'll find out that the, Adam and Eve covered themselves with fig leaves because it was a fig they ate, not an apple. But you can you, you can look at all this. How, how would you know it was Fig leaves and and not an apple tree. Because they covered themselves with fig leaves. And if you're naked, you're going to grab the first thing that you can find, right? And that's what they could. But anyway, there's a ton of other references to that. Anyway, he said, when you see the budding of the fig tree, that's the nation of Israel, and all the other trees, that's all the countries in the Middle East that were at one time owned by Britain and France and other places. And then they all came into their own So he said, when you see that, when you see that, you know that you're living in the end of the age. But I like what he says in verse
1: 33. This is so good. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away.
0: (laughs) If you got your word in there, you can hang on to that. But then he says in verse 34, Take heed to yourselves, lest at any times your heart be overcharged with surfeiting, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, and that day come upon you
1: unawares. Overcharged, weighed down, hungover, (laughs) drugs, headache,
0: hangover, drunkenness. It's It's all there, surfeiting and drunkenness. But then he puts this one in there, in the cares of this life. What's that doing in there with with drugs and booze? It's just as deadly. It's just as deadly. Let me see if I got something here. One translation says this, be on your guard so that your minds are not dulled from carousing, drunkenness, the worries of life, that the day comes upon you unexpectedly like a trap for it will come upon all that live on the face of the earth. So be alert at all times and pray that you may have the strength to escape all the things that shall take place and that you'll be able to stand before the Son of Man. That's his goal for your life, that you'll escape all this, that you can't get wrapped up in the cares of this world. When you think about it over in Mark chapter 4, maybe we'll go there after, but he's talking about, I remember Mark 4.13, he said, you need to understand the parable of the sower. He said, if you don't understand this parable, you won't understand any of them, right? So then he talks about the different seeds and how the cares of this world choked out, the word, choked the Word of God right from out of their lives. And then, and then he gets to the part we all like, the good soil. Some 30, some 60, wonderful. But think about that when you read it. 75% of the people that go
1: to church get nothing. Nothing, nothing, nada, zilch. You can go to church and sit there
0: and amen and nod and agree mentally. I believe, I believe that's true. But until you act it out, until you begin to move in it your own life, it won't produce for you. If you do move in it, it'll be some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. But think about it, 75% of the people don't get it. So if you get it, look at the people next to you. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. <laughs> we believe we get it, right? No, but, but again, this is, this is not a condemning thing. This is like, hey, if I can get this today, I, I, can, I can change this today. Like, that's what the Word of God is all about. It's like, Let's repent or metanua. Let's change the way we think. Let's change our attitude and our actions because an invasion from the spirit realm is imminent. So we're, we're just trying to line up with the word of God. Amen?
1: Amen. Be careful that you never allow your hearts to grow cold. This must be the Passion
0: Translation. Be careful that you are not caught off guard where your hearts will be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day will come upon you suddenly. No, but it's kind of like, um, you know, you worry that you're not going to have the mon- enough money to pay your bills. Does that work for you? Did, did worry ever produce anything good for you?
1: So why would you do it? Worry about your health. Not worry doesn't. So if, if worry doesn't work, I need to find out what does work. The word
0: of God works. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So what what do I need in my life? What do you think I need in my life? (laughs) Amen. Carousing drunkenness in the worries of life, and that day comes upon you suddenly, like a trap. Don't let me come and find you drunk or living carelessly like everyone else. Yeah, but the greasy grace tells me I can go down and do that. Well, greasy grace is not proper. You know, you got to, to read. You get to, You can. Luke six forty seven and forty eight says, if you want, if you want to serve the Lord and you want to have a house that stands, dig deep and lay a foundation on Christ. Don't dig shallow and see what you can get away with. Dig deep, purpose to finish your course with joy. Keep a constant watch over your soul. And pray for courage and grace to prevail over these things that are destined to occur and that you'll stand before the presence of the Son of Man with a clear conscience. You, you can't be the clear conscience. I'm so amazed at a clear conscience. I, I mean, I just love what, what Paul the Apostle said in 2 Corinthians 7, verse 2. Receive us, we've wronged no man. And we knew what he did. We <laughs> he do the, the rotten stuff he did, but he understood the grace and the forgiveness of God to the point where you, you can bring it up, but uh, it wasn't me. Uh, you, you must be talking about somebody else. I don't even know what you're talking about. Because if God forgave
1: me, Amen. and I forgive me, what you think doesn't matter. Right? Well, um...
0: Like, I, I really think too that when you're, when you're in a place that you're full of care, you can't make any intelligent choices because you're making your decisions based on feelings. Nothing more than feelings. No, but it's kind of like he said, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, Rejoice. Well, I would like to, but I'm not feeling it today. <laughs> So wait until tomorrow. No, that's a commandment. Rejoice in the Lord always. If, if, faith, if you wait until you feel it, then it doesn't require any faith. Sometimes you just got to rear back and get ugly for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Proverbs chapter
1: 4. Everybody knows Proverbs chapter 4. Are you there? Verse 20. Proverbs 4.20. My son... Attend to my words. That means when I'm reading my Bible, if if, uh, Instagram goes off, I don't go look. I don't let things... I'm
0: paying attention to my master speaking to me. I realize that every time I open this book, it's him talking to me personally. And when I keep that in mind, I don't let things distract me from that. My son, attend to my words... Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from before your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart. So ears, eyes, and heart. My part is, this is my part, to keep it in front of me. Keep the word of God in front of me. When I do that, his part, it comes up next. Let them not depart from before your eyes. Place them, see them in the Seed them in the midst of your heart, if you like. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Who said this? Did God say this to you? This is God talking to you today. This is not Gary. This is Gary reading what God said to you. He said, "This is what if you'll do this." No, it's kind of like Joshua one verse eight, you know. He said, he said, if you'll meditate my word day and night, it's up to you. It's not up to me. If you'll meditate my word day and night, you'll make your way prosperous. You'll have good success. It's up to you. Oh, God, please do something for me. Let me tell you, He did. That song that they sang this morning an empty tomb, somebody in the fire with you.
1: Hallelujah. Powerful stuff. Keep the, verse. For they are life to those that find them, and health
0: to all of their flesh. He's saying here in verse 23, he said, And keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of your life. Keep your heart. Keep your heart. Keeping your heart today is more important than keeping your house. Keeping your heart is the most important thing that you can do today the most important thing that you can do today is keep your heart with all diligence.
1: Houses come and go, circumstances come and go, but the heart... I'm sure I got something on this too. Yeah. Guard your heart above all
0: else, for it is the source of life. So above all, guard the affections of your heart for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. Wow. Everything in life, the boundaries of your life, come out of your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. Guard your heart above everything else. Forget guarding your... It's kind of like when you guard things. It's kind of like years ago I used to hang around the the bars once in a while. Okay, every day of the week that they were open. Not bragging, very embarrassing. But one of the bars that I went to had a, a bouncer there, and he was a professional boxer. He wasn't a good professional boxer, but he knew how to slip a punch and drop a shoulder and some of those kind of stuff like he But he was a heavyweight, you know, local heavyweight champion, if you will. And he was the bouncer at the club. And I remember one day he reached in behind the counter and pulled out two, looked like Billy's on, they were bigger on the end like a a baseball bat, slapped those things down on the
1: counter, and, and I went home. And I thought about it later. You know, I need a bouncer in my heart.
0: I need somebody standing at the door saying, you're not, you're not getting in here today. I'm guarding my heart with all diligence. Thank you, Lord, for the bouncer that's at my door here. Praise you, Jesus. So, yeah, but take it that seriously. Nothing's going to get into your heart if you just let your mind wander. And again, I always say this, if you're not controlling your thoughts, who is? Thoughts only come from two places. You don't have original ones. They either come from God or they come from the devil. Can you think you can tell the difference? Here's the deal. I can walk through a room and tell you what you're thinking. You don't have to say a word. I can tell when you are believing God, and I can tell when you're worrying. Have you ever noticed that with people? Until until they see you, and they go, "Oh, oh, glory to God. They were worrying the whole time they were there. And what does, again, what does worry do? Absolutely nothing. It doesn't produce anything, but the word works. Confess the word. Change your attitude and your altitude. Amen. Um, How about Philippians chapter 4? You're going to get this. I'm going to get this. We will succeed. I learned so much from Nancy. I didn't think, like some of these kids that are out there now as adults in their 30s, and living for the devil, they grew up around my ankles, and so and, and so I was constantly, and Nancy kept saying, "You got to let them go, you got to stop thinking about that and I, I said, well, yeah and then I would look at her and thinking, "You just don't even care, no, but what really was happening was I didn't even trust. If you really trust God, you can cast all your care upon the Lord because He cares for you. You can turn those guys over, those girls over, and let them go and be peaceful. Funny how you can preach that to other people. I could preach that to you all day long. But I wasn't living it at home, and it almo- I'm telling you, it almost killed me. I'm telling you, everything that happened in my heart was because of worry. Worry. And I wasn't worrying about myself, so I can pat myself on the back and say I was worrying about other people. I was spiritual. No, it's still stupid. <laughs> it's dumb. If, like, because if worry could help anybody like that, they'd all be here today. If worry really helped those people, they'd all be coming in the door today. It didn't work. And Nancy, on the other hand, and I don't mean she didn't care. I mean, she, she just, she knew that it wasn't healthy. And she told me, year after month after year, year in, year out. And finally, finally, finally I listened. (laughs) No, but you know, the Holy Ghost will talk to you through all kinds of people, but your mate's the worst one. I don't mean the worst one. I mean the one that's hardest to receive from that could be pride. I don't know. Do you think so? <laughs> Somebody help me as a pride.
1: <laughs> Stop enjoying yourself so much over there, Hoopa. Philippians is in here somewhere. Yeah. Worry in the Lord sometimes. Why did he suppose he said always?
0: If he said always, it must be possible to do this. If it wasn't possible, he couldn't tell us. And this is not a request. Have you noticed? God doesn't make requests. May I make the suggestion to you? No, a lot of modern translations will do that, but God's very pointed in what he has to say. And so it's not watered down at all with God.
1: He said, rejoice in the Lord always. Let's see if I've got that somewhere too. Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of your life.
0: Joyful celebration in every season. So that means um, it could be sowing season. It could be reaping season. You might be in winter right now and you can't even feel any sap running through your life. But somehow down inside you believe that God is doing a work on the inside of you. and It's not about how you feel. So when he says rejoice in the Lord always, he's saying, he's not saying that you get to choose and wait till tomorrow or when you, if if you're only going to do this when you feel good, if you're only going to serve God when you feel good, what's faith required for?
1: Anyway, let your joy overflow. Somebody. Let your joy overflow. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship.
0: For our Lord is over our Lord is ever near.
1: Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Well, we better read the King James. Your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful.
0: That word careful is kind of deceiving too, but it's because it's not talking about care, it's talking about worry. Don't be worried about anything. Pause for reflection. Don't worry about anything. You came in this, here this morning worrying about something. Yes or no? Should I ask for a show of hands? And yet the, the master, the king of the universe, the king of the universe, they're find, finding stuff with that new, that new telescope out there that they didn't even know was there before. Found a whole other part of the solar system they didn't even know was there because they couldn't see it. How many of you know that there's lots of things out there that you can't see And God is in the midst of it all. He created the universe and his attention is focused on little old you and me.
1: Makes no sense. So I'm going to try to figure it out. He said, be careful or anxious for nothing. Not one thing. Not a thing. Because
0: because Mark chapter 4 says, when I start worrying, it chokes the word of God and it won't produce for me. You want to choke the word of God out of your life? Start worrying. Listen to what I'm saying. You want to choke the word? Worry. You want to choke the word? Go get drunk. You want to choke the word? Go do drugs or, or, or worry. All three of those, he said in Luke 21, for 34, is what causes you to get away from the things of the spirit of God. And most, most of us, the first two don't affect us. But I wonder how many are guilty of the
1: third one. Worry. And if you're going to worry something, worry the word. The word works. And I was thinking about you the, yesterday morning. My Lord,
0: I'm so glad that you're in my life. Because I've watched you go through one. When I first met you, I think you were, you were operating the, the limousines and stuff at the airport. And you were dealing with stuff then. And you've been dealing with stuff ever since. And there you are sitting in the front row. Hallelujah. That's powerful stuff. How many of you, we all get an opportunity to quit. Jesus said, in the world you have tribulation. That's it, I'm
1: out. But be of good cheer. But who's going to cheer me up? Who's going to cheer me up? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Cheer yourself up. Be a cheerleader. You ever see a cheerleader in a football game? I try not to look because they don't wear it all
0: that much. But <laughs> but I understand why they're there. I think I do. <laughs> I remember when football used to be a sport. It was a wonderful thing before it became a political whatever it is now. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, in, okay, how many things? In everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Why would I thank him? Because I believe what I'm praying. I believe what he said in 1 John 5, 13 and 14. If I pray according to the word of God, I know that he hears me and that the petitions are granted unto me. When I pray the word, if I want to know what his will is, his will is his word. Because I wonder what his will is. It says the word of God. You want to know what he's thinking? Read the book. He'll tell you. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. God's with you too. So he said, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And then, and then, the peace of God that passes understanding will keep my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. So what's, peace is your umpire. Peace is your guide. Peace is like, peace will let you know what's safe in your life and what's out in your life. Just like, a, just like an umpire at a ball game. Safe, Out. Good thought, safe. Bad thought, out. He said, peace would be that umpire for you. And so when you get a bad thought, out. How do I put it out? By putting a good thought in its place. Again, there's no vacuum. If you're thinking negative thoughts, the only thing that replaces them is positive words. Where can I get that? (laughs) Just some of this might help right now. Hmm. The peace of God that passes understanding will keep your heart and mind, through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So even in that, you know, when I think about um, some of the things that I've had to go through, he said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not about my strength, not about my might, it's about leaning on him. So then there's, there's no struggle in that either. Whatever happens, happens. God's in charge. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own way of doing things. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil for its health to your flesh and marrow to your bones. He said, and then if you want to give me honor, honor with me with your substance. You can be grateful or respectful, but until you give me of your substance, you don't
1: honor me. Owner requires something that we talked about that before too. It's like when you get cards, do you look for money?
0: Huh? Somebody gives you a birthday card. Do you shake it out and see if there's anything in it?
1: No? Oh. I must I must be the only the only one.
0: <laughs> Not even a question of needing money. Anyway, He said, the peace of God will
1: that passes understanding will keep your hearts and your minds. He said, in Christ Jesus. Now he's going to give you a syllabus for your thought life. I could end there too, I suppose. Finally, brethren. (laughs) Finally, brethren. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest.
0: Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things have a good report. That leaves Facebook and Instagram right out sometimes. you? You know, just takes that social media stuff and trashes it, I guess. And no, I'm not against social media. If you ever look at it, you'll find me there. I'm not saying that. Again, receive the word of God for what it is. Seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things, his way of righteousness, and all of the things that the Gentiles are after will be added unto you. Seek me first. Don't seek things first. If you'll put me first, things will overtake you. Deuteronomy 28 said, these blessings will come upon you and overtake you because you're not chasing the blessings, you're chasing the blesser. Amen? Amen. Whatsoever things of a good report, if there be any praise whatever you can praise God for, he said, these are the things that you can think about. So again, what am am I going to think about? When I leave here today, what am I going to be thinking about? Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life, and then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through, through Jesus Christ. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic, real, honorable, admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God. And again, the song—a song that Jordy sang. If you just learned that one song and sang it every day, set you free. Keep your focus on the good stuff. Put into practice the example of all that you have heard from me. This is Paul talking, continuing now. And seen in my life. And the God of peace will be with you all in all things. My heart overflows with joy when I think of how you demonstrated your love to me by your financial support of my ministry. For even though you have you have so little, you still continue to help me in every opportunity. I'm not telling you that th- this because I'm in need. This is the part of this is 4, 411. For I have learned to be satisfied in every in any circumstance. Learn to be satisfied. Learning to be satisfied.
1: Hallelujah. How do I do that, God? I trust him. I'm not worrying about anybody anymore. I'm letting Nancy take care of that. set yourself free and let God's word dominate your thinking. Let God's word dominate what your thought life.
0: Flood yourself with God's word.
1: We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca.